Hello again, my friend. I hope you had a great break. I've been out for a couple of weeks. Happy Thanksgiving to you, assuming you're in the US, which I think the vast majority of my listeners are. Um, but I'm back. We're through the rush, and I've got a couple things to keep talking about. So today, we're digging into a topic that I feel like I haven't really spent a whole lot of time on. You see, when I relaunched the Everyday Marxism back in 2018, I thought it was important to have a core topic around this idea of mindset. Now, it's inspired by the work of Lanny Basham and a few others, and it's important that I kept at least some focus in this area of training the mind to perform just as much as practicing marksmanship and buying gear. And over time, these interviews that I've done and the books that I've read all reference the importance of mindset. So I've gone so far as to making sure that mindset is one of the primary corners within our pyramid of performance, which I covered a while ago. It is every bit as important as your physical capability and your technique when it comes to success. But to date, I have yet to actually dig in and provide a thorough definition of what I mean when I talk about mindset. So today I'm fixing that. I am rectifying that oversight and planting a flag in the ground of what I mean when I talk about the mindset question. So welcome to The Everyday Marksman, the podcast where it's all about tactical skills for living a more adventurous life. I'm your host, Matt Robertson. Our website is everydaymarksman.co. There you'll find today's show notes as well as the rest of our articles, our awesome community of marksmen, YouTube channel, podcast episodes, all of that good stuff. Hit that big fat green subscribe button, get on the email list. I am glad you are here with me today. All right, let's get to back to the topic of mindset. So before I dig in, I'm going to point out that I'm keeping my scope narrow. There is a lot of really fantastic work out there regarding things like growth mindsets, habit formations, and other important aspects of this healthy mental state. And these are all great concepts, and I really do encourage you to go look into them. For simplicity's sake, I'm focusing down to only the aspects that I think most impact performance of a given task. That's not to say that those other aspects don't impact performance, because they do, but those effects are really tangential compared to the ones I actually want you to focus on. All good? Sweet. Let's get going. I'm going to draw your attention back to the three circles. So I often recommend reading Lanny Basham's With Winning in Mind. It's a book that changed my perception of training and development. One of the core tenets of, is this interlinking of three circles, the conscious mind, the unconscious mind, and the self-image. Now, he has a whole book on this, so this is my really easy kind of rough summary of it. So first is the conscious mind. Lanny talks about the conscious mind encompassing everything that you are thinking about while you perform a task. Now, for beginners and novices, their minds are really busy considering every aspect of the action that they're doing. It's all new to them, so nothing is automatic. The novice is thinking about making sure they grab the magazine correctly, inserting it into the well without missing it or getting it hung up. They have to look down to find and actuate the controls on the side of the rifle. When they aim, they mentally think about every step of the firing cycle from breathing, sight picture, trigger control, position, step by step. They think about it all as they were taught to do because that's what they have to do to succeed. Now, the long-term goal is reaching a point where the conscious mind is silent. 
or really focuses only on the outcome, like hit the X ring, and the rest of it happens automatic, which is the role of the subconscious mind. Now, the subconscious mind encompasses what you might think of as muscle memory. It's the stored motor pathway within the brain that recognizes the pattern and its requirements and executes the task without any other consideration. Now, Lanny says you build the subconscious mind through repetition, practice, and visualization. This is important. It means practicing a task the exact same way every time to build consistency. After all, consistency is accuracy. Like a champion powerlifter or an Olympic weightlifter, every repetition looks exactly the same. Regardless of the weight, the setup is exactly the same. The approach to the bar is the same. The grip is identical. All the mechanics of the movement are all exactly the same every time. This is the result of thousands of hours of practice doing the same thing over and over and over. It becomes subconscious. And the lifter only has to think about the outcome. Lift the weight. And that gets the third circle, which is where my focus is primarily going to be. That is the self-image. This encompasses everything about how you view yourself and what you believe that you are capable of performing. This is a circle that separates champions from the skilled. There are a lot of people out there who are good at doing something, but they don't win. Most people are more than capable of learning and practicing a skill to the point of technical mastery. However, if that person does not believe that they are the kind of person who wins championships, then they are going to lose the person who does. It's this third ring, the self-image, that the martial marksman is most interested in developing. It's the source of his arete, his sense of excellence. And as such, this is the starting point for our mindset foundation. In May 2023, my friend Justin Fields, who runs a blog called Swift Silent Dudley, wrote a post called The Value of Doing Hard Things. He highlighted three primary reasons to take the harder path. The first is to build an appreciation for life. The second is proving yourself. The third is building resilience in the face of adversity. And as I read through Justin's post, I found myself nodding along in agreement. These are all really good reasons to elect hardship from time to time. The simple truth is that the path to excellence is never easy. Excellence demands a price to be paid. Moreover, it may very well be not very, may very well not be safe to go. We call something daring because it involves risk. So the quote I've got here uh, in my show notes is, the desire for safety stands against every great and noble enterprise. It's by Tacitus. Look, risk means danger. It means being uncomfortable. It means creating stress that you otherwise wouldn't have to face. And the fact that you do it of your own volition is an important factor. So let's talk about stress. All systems and organisms tend towards a state of homeostasis defined by the Oxford Dictionary as the tendency towards a stable equilibrium between interdependent elements. For years, I worked under this assumption that working towards this harmonious state was desirable, that it meant everything was working as it should. And really, that may be true in the broad sense. We typically define the state of health as the absence of abnormality and disorder within the body. 
we need and we want our hormones and catabolic anabolic processes and all these other systems to be in balance most of the time. However, I also think that we take it too far. The phrase fat, dumb, and happy comes to mind. Uh, if you've never heard that one, that was a militarism where we describe somebody who was just complacent with life. <laughs> you know, if we exist in a constant state of happy harmony without stress or conflict, then we tend to mentally struggle, become physically unwell, and suffer lots of problems. Simply put, in the absence of struggle, aka the agon, we grow weaker. Consider the example of, of wild forests. For decades, the focus was on prevention of forest fires because they could be so damaging to the existing flora and wildlife. And over time, we realized that our outsized effort to prevent fires resulted in fires that were more dangerous than ever before and actually harming the forest that we were trying to protect to begin with. So we had to evolve. Instead, we practice small controlled fires that burn out dead materials and make room for new life to spring forth. Now, there's a, there's a lesson to be learned in that. Why is the human body and mind any different than a forest? We work the same way. You don't get bigger and stronger from lifting a weight in isolation. You certainly don't get bigger and stronger from doing nothing. You know, it happens when you recover from lifting that weight and the muscle has adapted to the stress. Then you continue exposing the muscle to controlled doses of stress to keep it growing. If the stress stops, the body will decide that it can save the energy and resources for other things. And over time, that muscle is going to shrink again. You get weaker. So the catch is you must continue choosing to do the hard thing. And the body will respond by continuing to improve. This cycle plays out over and over again in almost every system I can think of. Whether it's the positive effects of temporary fasted states, which are also a stress, the mental clarity experienced during and after times of strife, if you think about the uh, London bombings in World War II, what happened with the mental hospital patients there, or during the exhilaration of competition, another stress. All of these represent controlled doses of stress and disruption that force you to adapt positively. So where does this mindset fit into all this? Let's bring it back to the point of developing your self-image and the sense of excellence. In the end, your self-image is not something that you can fake your way to. It is the culmination of your experiences and what you believe you are capable of achieving. If you don't believe it, then it's not going to happen for you. So the question is, what is the best way to actually build up this self-image? Well, that's simple, but not easy. Odd how much that seems to be a theme lately. The Marshall Marksman's mindset is one that dictates pursuit of excellence in all things. He rejects mediocrity because he knows it's a creeping force that slowly erodes the value of his work and training. He is not happy with only maintaining homeostasis, but seeks opportunities to introduce controlled stress and see where he stands. So I have a, a side note here about something called decrementalism and the drift of failure. So hat tip to the guys at Building the Elite for what I'm about to say here because it comes from their book. Decrementalism describes a downward spiral of standards and quality. 
Its effects are so subtle that you probably wouldn't even notice it. Yet with every decremental step, you progressively normalize this new deviation from the standard. Then, when it's gone on long enough, you realize just how far you've drifted from where you started. Now, hopefully that point isn't where you're suffering a medical emergency or your life is on the line in a defensive situation. But here's the actual quote from the book that I think is, is impactful on this topic. All right, this is from Building the Elite. Here we go. When you rationalize the creeping tyranny of good enough into your training, what was once a noticeable and temporary deviation slowly becomes the new normal. What matters is not the individual deviation, it's the gradual shift in baseline behavior that becomes the problem. Missing a single workout or having a single junk meal in the big picture really will mean nothing. But if you look at where you are now compared to the standards you set for yourself when you began this process and realize that you're now okay with things that you never would have called acceptable in the beginning, then you have fallen victim to decrementalism, the creeping banal evil of mediocrity, end quote. Now, this is what I mean when I say that the martial marksman focuses on excellence and rejects mediocrity. He is fully aware of this decrementalism cycle. He works tirelessly to expunge it from his training and matters that are important to him, especially family and community. That's not to say that he does this for everything all of the time, because that's not possible, going back to principle number five of our training philosophy, which is play the long game. But he does prioritize. Now let's tie this all together. I've covered a few concepts so far. The chain here is that the most important mindset attribute that we'll continue discussing is the self-image. In turn, the self-image is the result of what you believe about yourself and your capabilities. The martial marksman believes in his own excellence because that's what he trains for and organizes his life and habits around. The final question is how do you actually build this up? What is the process for building the self-image? And this goes back to the idea of homeostasis. The martial marksman intentionally seeks opportunities to challenge himself and improve. When he is successful, he decides on whether to up the stakes and pursue the next level or to focus on another area that needs attention, you know, the so-called weak link. These challenges look different depending on the task. But let's, let's simplify. The most basic way to challenge yourself is to pursue and maintain consistent physical training program. When you commit to the goal of excellence here, then you automatically organize other parts of your life around it. You will get better sleep. You will control your diet. You will set specific and measurable performance goals and crush them. If you don't do these things because the homeostasis of your life habits get in the way, then you have a clear indicator that you have failed to commit. The weight on the bar does not lie. You either execute the plan and lift more weight over time or you fail to do so. No excuses. Now let's expand that past the fitness topic and think about things like running a tactical biathlon or competing in a three-gun match, sending overnight solo in the outdoors, camping in, in crappy weather. Pick your challenge. And as you improve, you're also teaching your mind that you are the kind of man who sets goals and achieves them. You learn that you are capable of successfully doing difficult things. This is your self-image improving, and it carries over into other parts of your life. Success begets success. And with the confidence 
that he, that he can succeed and do even more, the martial marksman keeps pursuing. But it takes effort. It means choosing to do difficult things that nobody else wants to commit to. And lastly, I'll point out that these building blocks are situational. While I think it's true that a sense of, I've done hard things before, so I'll get through this, has merit, it's not a direct carryover. For example, becoming an excellent rifle shooter does not automatically mean you will succeed in a survival situation. Unless, of course, you need to shoot something with a rifle. Knowing that you have the mental tenacity to stick to something and overcome is valuable, but it is not the whole picture. So becoming skilled at survival situations requires a different set of building blocks, challenges, and commitments. For that reason, you need to consider all of the appropriate skills and capabilities and then address them individually. Now that's topic for another day. One more thing. To sign this one off, I'm going to leave you with one more item, which is training principle number one that says train for the target. A lot of what I said here relates to setting objectives and pursuing them. Remember though, Be careful about what measures of success you choose and how you pursue them. It's easy to let the measure of things become the reason that we do it. In the past, I've called this becoming a gamer. It turns out there's actually a name for this, which is Goodhart's Law. Again, shout out Building the Elite for publishing this in their book. But when a measure becomes a target, it stops being a good measure. So don't optimize for the test. It's important to have a goal, but know that the larger purpose of the goal and how it fits into your overall journey as a martial marksman. Once you've identified that goal and how you measure your progress, then keep the goal as your goal, discarding anything else that detracts from it. This is easier said than done, but a better example of mental tenacity and focus there is not. And that's going to wrap it up for me. Thanks for listening. I'm glad you could join me today. <sighs> I'm probably not going to hear. I'm probably, you're probably not going to hear from me again until after Christmas. So um, in that case, I hope you have a great holiday and a great new year. And I'll see you in 2024. Take care. <laughs>